0: hey ding dongs welcome back to the good play a podcast normally about nbc's the good place my name is brianna and with me on the line she's allowed herself to become attracted to a six foot three bubblegum card it's my sister, Marissa. You know, this is one of those I am rubber,
1: you are glue situations, because I believe it is you <laughs> who have become attracted.
0: Look, do I need to post on Twitter our, our, our text conversation <laughs> yeah, you about you to. watching the pilot? <laughs> Yep, you might have to. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I mean, I am also attracted to that bubblegum card, so I imagine... Not also. Time.
1: Not also. I'm good.
0: I'm You're set. good? It's you. Okay, it's me. <laughs> All right. I'm attracted to that bubblegum card, and Marissa His is name is Ted Dancing. Better than me. <laughs> <laughs> she will have better life decisions <laughs> than me. So while The Good Place is on hiatus, uh, as... as Most of you hopefully know. And for those of you who are new listeners because you think that this is the actual (laughs) Good Place podcast, welcome. Welcome. We hope you'll stick around. Uh, We don't have the actual Ted Danson, but we are talking about Ted Danson today because we are looking at other shows that are related to The Good Place in some way. And so June, we've decided to focus on Ted Danson with Ted Danson equals Terrific Dude Month. So... We're watching other things that he has starred in, and the first show, obviously, we have to talk about is Cheers. So before we get into the episodes that we watched for this this episode of the podcast, just a little bit of housekeeping up front. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. If you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be lovely, and that would get you some good place points. And you can follow and like us on Facebook. We have a group, uh, The Good Play, Twitter at The Good Play Pod, and Gmail. You can send us an email at thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. Did I miss anything?
1: No, you are golden. Okay. When the weight of the world has got you down and you want to end your life. What? Bills to pay, dead-end job, problems with the wife. Don't throw in the towel, because there's a place right down the block where you can drink your misery away. Let's all go to Flaming Moe's, <laughs> <laughs> where liquor in a mug... Can warm you like a hug, and happiness is just a flaming mow Do 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 four. I watched four episodes of Cheers. This is the first time I'd ever seen Cheers. Me too. I watched four episodes of Cheers for this podcast. I enjoyed them thoroughly. And every time the theme song played... I heard no words in my head except the lyrics to Flaming Most.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to talk about in the discussion section, and I added this, I'm going to have to talk about the fact that I don't think I appreciated how much Cheers has seeped into... Every facet of, like, pop culture? Every facet of pop culture, and particularly sitcoms, like the mo- more recent sitcoms, how it's just like how it has just seeped into all of that. I I don't think I appreciated it until I watched it. And I was like, Oh, I mean, people talk about it as a cultural phenomenon and you kind of are like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's just some random 80s sitcom. It's like, no, it's, you know, it does have a special place in history for sure. So the episodes that I watched were the first two of season one and the last two of season one, I'm going to be a little fuzzy on the second episode of season one, uh, because it just didn't stick in my head that much uh but I but let me try to real quick sort of run through the plots of these four episodes, and you also watched these, mm-hmm. and you probably watched some others right i I think I watched episodes three and four as well, okay so the the pilot is when we get our introduction to most of the i say regular characters, at mm-hmm. least in season one. In particular, Sam, played by our beloved, terrific dude, Ted Danson, and Diane, played by Shelley Long. And I was always in my head going, is it Shelley Long or Shelley Duvall? And then I <laughs> then I remember that Mystery Science Theater 3000 joke about Shelley Duvall, realized it was not Shelley Duvall, it was <laughs> Shelley Long. I'm on it now. <laughs> okay. Diane, played by Shelley Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then the other regulars, Norm and Cliff and Carla. I mean, these are all like archetypes that we know now, right? Yeah. Uh, Coach, who I had never sort of heard of or known about. And who alarmed me deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he seemed like a walking traumatic brain injury. He
0: definitely, I mean, he makes mention of it. He's like, I've taken a few too many fastballs to the head. Like, yeah. But up until that point, I was like, am I imagining this or is this a, a harrowing
1: portrait of someone with CTE? It's like, yeah. oh, no, it is. <laughs> no, it is.
0: <laughs> Rhea, is that how you say her name? Rhea, Rhea Perlman. Rhea, I think. Rhea is, I think, my favorite. Really? Oh, I she's such her. a ball buster. That's why I love her. I think mean, yeah. she's great.
1: <laughs> she's real mean to Diane.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. she's She and Sam, I think, have a really nice like rapport yeah. relationship.
1: She works at the bar. She does. I'm trying to think if there's any other sort of major character. So anyway, the for, the pilot is Diane is sitting at the bar the entire episode. And the reason she is is because she's a teaching assistant to this horrific mansplainer of a professor. I mean, just <laughs> your worst nightmare dear ladies this is your worst nightmare <laughs> apparently she's his ta and she's been his ta for two years i think she's in a graduate english program does that yeah. does that yeah. sound right to
0: you mm-hmm.
1: so she's been his ta for two years and apparently that day he had looked at her and said like let's get married out of nowhere yeah and decided to, like, fly to Barbados and get married there or whatever. And by so the she- way,
0: this this season is bookended, not to interrupt, but this season is bookended by really successful, handsome, charming men wanting to whisk Shelley Duvall's character away on a Excuse plane. Excuse you, Shelley Long. <laughs> I gotcha! No, you I incepted gotcha. me! You incepted <laughs> me with Shelley Duvall. Shelley Long's character wanting to whisk her away on a plane. I think that before (laughs)
1: 9-11... I'm I'm super serious. I think before 9-11, it was, like, kind of less of a big deal to just kind of hop on a plane. You're probably right. Oh, my God. I hadn't thought about that. (laughs) I mean, nowadays, it's like, you can't just call the airline and be like, yeah, um, actually... Can we? I, I'm just going to move that flight. Oh, oh, they already got on the plane. You know, like none of that happened, right? Because it's like you need 12 forms of ID and to take your shoes off, and like it's, you got to get to the airport three hours ahead of time. Like all the all the the fancy free <laughs> airport <laughs> air travel. travel. You know, air tra- <laughs> it's gone. It is gone. Uh, this is it. Was a, it was a more innocent, a time
0: simpler time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she's waiting at the bar the entire night for this professor slash quote unquote fiance to get back from going to see his ex-wife who still has like the heirloom ring that he wants to marry her with. And like, surprise, surprise, they don't get married. Cause he's like, Oh, my ex-wife is actually so great. It's like, yeah. Okay. yeah
0: That's the that whole episode.
1: And at the end, Sam offers Diane a waitressing job and she's like, no, that's ludicrous. And then she, uh, Like verbatim memorizes a a very long and annoying drink order and has this moment of revelation of like, oh, I'm actually, I could be really good at this job. Yeah. So she takes it in her, what was she wearing? So there could be an entire tumbler dedicated only to the horrific wardrobe of Diane. I mean, it is just, it is just face, it is just visual face punch after visual face punch. I think the, the pilot episode, she's in like a a pink suit with a purple
0: blouse or something. It's just like, it's offensive. Uh, by the way, there is a Tumblr called fashionofcheers.tumblr.com. <laughs> of course there is. It's not, it's not just uh, Diane. It's look, some people will
1: say all of them that like fashion is, is, is neutral and it all belongs in its time and everything, every era has its beauty or whatever. Stop it. The eighties were terrible. <laughs> The 80s were terrible. Her clothes were awful. Anyway, the second episode establishes that Sam's MO is getting with a lot of women. And I don't really remember much more beyond that. It's just how he keeps dating. So it's interesting insofar as, like, Diane kind of needles him about it. And then he sort of retaliates by... Having a woman come with him to the bar and pretend that the two of them went to go see oh, a Mozart. Yeah. Yes, went to go see a Mozart like, symphony presentation or whatever. And then Diane figures out that they actually went to go see Star Wars, which was pretty funny. I was like, this I mean, is- I would see Star Wars. <laughs> so would I, but I was like, isn't this 82? Like, what? Which Star Wars movie? The Empire was 80, Return of the Jedi was 83. How did they go see Star Wars? Whatever. Is there a re
0: release that we don't know about?
1: Probably. So it's this whole episode about how Diane is very unimpressed with Sam's dating choices, and Sam is kind of trying to impress her. Even this is just the second episode. Yeah, they already, really
0: hit it hard. I, I, yes, mean, I... it was obviously
1: like that was the pitch to the network. Like, right, it's in a bar, and this, and this dude and this lady just can't get enough of each
0: other. I mean, I think that's one of the things, like. Other shows have like a little bit of a slower burn. I think this one they were just all in immediately. Like mm-hmm. he was trying to impress her, and you know, I think it. I haven't watched the rest, the full rest of the first season, but I think it. You know, escalates. and I will, I
1: will say one thing. He hits on her at the end of this episode by making oh, yeah. up this story about how he was on a ski lift and it was twilight, and the the color of blue in the sky was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen, and he never thought he would see it again, and now he's seeing it in her eyes. He's doing it to prove a point to her that he could seduce her if he wanted to. And it is super effective. It's Uh, super effective (laughs) on Diane, and it is super effective to all of the straight women, gay men, and maybe some other people maybe watching. Some
0: people who are like, I guess, I am I Cheers sexual? <laughs> am now? I Ted, Hab- Ted, Am I Ted sexual? Right. Happy Pride, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Danson is coming to confuse you. <laughs> it, it was. It worked. It definitely it worked, worked on me. <laughs>
1: it was electric. It was yeah. unbelievable, and it's so funny because you know this is a good place podcast. Yeah, and I think of Michael as being this sort of asexual avuncular
0: character and not only is Michael asexual he actively thinks that like sex is gross and kissing is gross right he's like you put your mouth holes on each other like look, <laughs> I
1: don't want any part of that but he's super psyched when Eleanor and Chidi do kiss that's so.
0: true hot diggity dog um <laughs> but yeah it is like very because you know I had never watched Cheers before and I didn't like I knew of Ted Danson obviously but like I didn't Ted Danson I know of him but like I but I mean like coming into the good place I didn't I wasn't like a Ted Danson fan girl or anything so this was this was my real first introduction to him as anyone other than Michael and right it is a very different
1: character (laughs) it's wildly different. i don't know if you can
0: tell in the tone of my voice but it did (laughs) something very different for me
1: personally you know it did it confused my five-year-old who of course is a big good place fan even though he doesn't understand what's going on he i said look it's michael you know it was michael when he was young and he's like oh okay and then he's like, "Well, where are Eleanor and Cheedy and Jason and and um um?" And I was like, "Tahani." And he's like, "Yeah, Tahani, where are they? And where's Janet?" And I was like, "Yeah, they're not in this." And then he kept looking for young versions of the other characters. That's adorable, actually. If, yeah, which if I mean, they had an episode with like the, little Eleanor. Eleanor would have been an infant, right? So it's just, it's not, yeah, it doesn't really work. But uh, he was yeah, super and then And then he said, the "She was born." Yeah, and then he's like, why do they keep calling Michael Sam? And then he's like, oh, I understand. He was called Sam when he was little, but then when he grew up, he was called Michael. I was like, yes, that's right. (laughs)
0: That's very cute. (sighs) Do we want to talk about the last two episodes and then... Get yeah, yeah. Into, or you know, we can just sort of talk about things as a whole. But I figured since we watched,
1: yeah. Well, I'm I'm not going to go into super detail with the. It's a two part season finale. Yeah, and can I I really miss, I miss old network TV of like the 22 episodes and 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 hitting sweeps week and all that stuff. Like I miss when people were forced to do exciting things at certain times of the year.
0: <laughs> I think some shows
1: don't bother anymore. Yeah. So. Apparently, this flirtation between Sam and Diane has been going on all season, which which tracks for me in terms of what has, like, come into my consciousness as someone who's never watched Cheers. Yeah. The whole first episode centers around this sort of mythical, He's he exists in the realm of the show, but we never see his face. Which, how long did it take you to realize that we were never going to see his face? Oh, I knew it ahead of time because I had read a synopsis. Oh, okay. Sorry. It took me... It took me until halfway through the episode before I was like, oh, they're never going to show us this guy. So it's this... real
0: question, though. Do you think they couldn't cast someone because who's, like, more attractive than Ted Danson? They would have to find (laughs) somebody who is... No, but I mean, like, they'd have to find somebody who is, like... Uh, I think uh, it was sort of... He's supposed to be perfect. Yeah. And you
1: can't cast that. And you're kind of letting everybody... Imagine in the hair. I mean, they do give you some physical characteristics about him, yeah. but they want you to have in your mind the most beautiful, perfect person. Yeah. And that's not doable in real life. So, this is Sam's brother, Derek, who calls and says he's going to be visiting. And the whole episode is Derek kind of running the bar well, running the social aspect of the bar. We never see his face, but he plays piano and sings and tap dances and gives people jobs and teaches people Spanish and uh, sweeps Shelley Long off her feet. And by the end of the episode, the two of them are planning to fly to Martha's Vineyard. Can I just say something real quick? I I I lived near Boston for a while when I was in college and I went to Martha's Vineyard and I'm not sure that's a plane trip. It <laughs> just... I'm put that oh, out there. from
0: Boston to Martha. Well, it's his own but private it's a, jet. But
1: it's a Learjet, which my understanding of a Learjet is that it's enormous. Oh. Right? If it was if it was like, oh, he's got his own prop plane, then I'd be like, yeah, that, that tracks for me. But there's yeah. no airport on Martha's Vineyard you could land a Learjet. I, I, I'm oh, sorry. I just, yeah. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. It's like no, a little, no. it's a little rural nothing island. It's a, yeah. you know, it's a Fancy vacation destination for some Bostoners.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, we should mention that Sam is like really salty the whole episode because. Oh
1: yeah, I mean he's he's tamping it down real hard, but yes. he is
0: so like furious mopey. about everything. <laughs> mopey, yeah, um, because he feels really inferior to his brother, and his whole life, his brother's been the perfect one. I mean, I think there is a little bit something. Not to go too deep into it, but like. Sam is also what we didn't mention about the pilot is that like Sam's a little bit of a fork up of a person because he used to be yeah uh, a pitcher for the Red Sox and he's like a relief pitcher I think yeah and he basically ruined his career because he was an alcoholic and he has been divorced and he bought a bar while he was drunk and now he owns it and runs it. And so he doesn't drink anymore, but like That's, it's such an interesting premise
1: because again, you know, I I I didn't live in Boston, but I live near enough to Boston that like I've been to the che- I don't think I've ever been inside the Cheers that 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 they are obviously <laughs> referencing in that opening thing. Like it's yeah. a real bar, right? Yeah. And they have like I can the pictures in the in the cre- the like the opening credits, like I know where they're talking about and like you can't buy that bar when you're drunk and <laughs> fired from the Red Sox. Like it would cost a gajillion
0: dollars. It's not some well, hole he has in the A wall. gajillion dollars if he's on Why the Red would Sox. He ha-
1: no, a relief pitcher. Cut me a break. I mean, he could buy some hole in the wall. You know, you know, on Jamaica Plain. But you can't. You can't buy the cheers. That's like in the like. That's like a stone's throw from the aquarium for crying out loud anyway Uh,
0: this is welcome back to marissa's (laughs) boston corner (laughs) yeah so like he's kind of a fork up of a person and derek it seems like has a lot everything together like he's an international lawyer and he has his own plane and he's so perfect and chiseled um (laughs) and blonde and and, and and blue-eyed um and so Sam feels really inferior and they actually he and Shelly Long shall uh, <laughs> I'm being very you. share like kind of a nice moment that is sort of immediately ruined by like the rest of the context of their relationship but you know. I, she basically says, like, you know, you don't have anything to worry about. And then they open up the door. And, of course, everyone's in love with Derek already. So um, Sam's really salty. The whole episode He, salty. I mean, I
1: think kind of for good reason. Because his brother seems to be some sort of godlike personage.
0: Yeah, he's like a Peter... Uh, 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 he's sort of like a Pied Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, the. I guess the most interesting part of this episode is this sort of subliminal talking part. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm still not sure what we're supposed to think about it. So it's this whole thing where Diana's is telling Sam that she's going to go, you know, get on a plane with Derek to Martha's Vineyard. I can't Martha's Vineyard on a Learjet. I can't, but, and, you know, she's basically like, I'm, I'm going to go then. And, and he's like, we'll go then, you know, <laughs> but then, Every time she starts to walk away, he mutters something.
0: He doesn't know. See, the problem without is without moving his lips, right? But he, but the problem is that he doesn't really mutter it because it is everyone on this show, because they film in front of a live studio audience. Oh,
1: excuse me. Everyone would like you to know. Every character on the show would like you to know in their voiceover at, in the pre-sort of credits bit that you may not know that Cheers is filmed before a live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs>
0: But be- FYI,
1: cheers! This film before a live studio audience. I. Maria just... wants you to know. Ham from Toy Story wants you to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I hear
0: his voice. <laughs> well, this podcast is over because you've murdered me. <laughs> Toys! That's who he is! I know! (laughs) Yeah, everybody wants you to know. Uh, But I think. (laughs) Give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I think because of that, everybody is projecting so much that you can't really have a moment where a character really mutters. So he'll be like, fine, get on the plane. And then she takes five steps and he goes, don't go in that same voice. And she turns around.
1: It's like two decibels softer.
0: And then she turns around and she's like, what'd you say? And he's like, I don't know. You're being an egomaniac. And I was like, (laughs) are you? But at first I was like, (laughs) hold up. I like one time, like if he had been like, don't go one time and she would have turned around and then he wouldn't have, like they wouldn't have addressed it. I would have been like, oh, okay, like, I see what's going on here because her whole thing is that he can't express his feelings. And, but then it happens three times. He argues yeah, with it her does. about, she calls him out on it. He argues with her every time and To the point where I was it. like,
1: am I the crazy one? Well, Am so I, I, Marissa the podcaster, the crazy one? Is this supposed to be... A figment of her imagination because his lips aren't really moving
0: is she so imagining this <laughs> I'm just, I, I feel so crazy i wrote in the notes that it's like mini gaslighting it's like it's totally that he, yes. he's like gaslighting her a little bit but then i was like that's okay that's weird and then she turns around and does it to him he she like, doesn't yeah well she says it as she's walking away from. she's him, like right? i'd rather stay with you anyway and he's like wait a minute what'd you say like, she's what'd like, you say I didn't hear anything. And then she leaves.
1: Right. But when she does it, it's very clearly, I said this thing, but I'm not owning up to it. Because just like her facial expression, her tone of voice when she says, I didn't hear anything, is very much like, if he had said, I heard you say I'd rather stay with you than stay with me, she wouldn't have been like, I didn't say I'd rather stay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. She said it the way that he was saying things, but she didn't make a big deal out of denying it. Whereas with him, it's almost like it's it's almost like is this an unreliable narrator situation? Is this whole yeah. episode of cheers like the yellow wallpaper? Like what <laughs> it does he really say these things? I guess he really says it, but it's almost like these burps of his subconscious that he like doesn't even realize he's doing or maybe he does realize oh, I don't know, but I, I still don't know how to interpret that.
0: I thought that he did know what he was doing, but he was like being so juvenile about it that he just like couldn't let her which is like I think and this goes into this segues us into the second episode he says if you go I'll die yeah I definitely heard that and I was like oh what's that about
1: (laughs) if she had turned around and said you just said if you go I will (laughs) die would he have
0: would he have owned up to it that's an insane thing to say (laughs) It's, v- it's very, I, yeah, that one I can't explain, that one I was, you know, for him to say under his breath, like, I wish he wouldn't go, like, this is, I'm gonna bring up my favorite show on planet Earth, but there's an episode is it of Psyche? Supernatural? No, oh it's cool,
1: Psyche.
0: God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's episode Supernatural too, but, you know, Psyche has a will-they-won't-they they relationship that goes on for a while, and... There is an episode, basically, the season premiere after a season finale where the woman has expressed her feelings and the man is on a date with someone else, basically. They're, the two of them are having a conversation where she says, I'm fully capable of keeping this platonic. And he's like, great, so am I. And then she walks ahead of him and he turns around and kind of mouths to him, like, whispers to himself, but how? Right. And you're, but you're, you're supposed to, but she doesn't turn around then and say like, what did you say? She <laughs> and he just, goes, you're crazy. You're crazy. I think <laughs> you must be some kind of crazy person. <laughs> so like, so there are ways of doing that kind of like the, the uh, what's that called? The dramatic, the aside, uh, right. The dramatic aside or the dramatic irony of like the, the, the cast or I'm sorry, the characters know one thing or they think they know one thing, and the the audience knows what's truly going on. But in this, it just becomes like a weird experimental theater piece. Where I
1: was like, <laughs> I it don't know really what this strange.
0: is. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Anyway, like, yeah. Going she on goes on the
1: plane because neither of them will like actually. Do a thing. Yeah,
0: I have something <laughs> to say about
1: this. Because this is... <laughs> do you is... want to wait until we're done with the second episode? Yes, I
0: do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I can tell this is... We got to hunker down, so... <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, she leaves. And Sam's obviously pretty distraught. And then there's this really interesting exchange with Carla where, you know, she's like, ugh, what do you see in her? And he he's just obviously like, I don't know, she makes me crazy, you know?
0: and yeah, apparently he's like co- totally smitten and it doesn't make any sense to him basically yeah which seem feels real like i do yes. think they have a real chemistry oh they for sure do yeah <laughs> they for sure do or and maybe i just says, have chemistry with who know, and in my head. Says
1: this interesting thing about like do you ever think about you and me and i almost wanted to be like is this just is this sexual harassment the business yeah. like <laughs> What is going on? And the Sam's like, yeah, I thought about it, but like, no, you know, but he says it very gently and sweetly and yeah. she's cool with it. Yeah. And then he, it's two in the morning and his date shows up. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess that's fine. Well, because he I says, I have, you know, oh, I have a date too. Like you go off and have your date with my brother. Cause I have a date too. And it's like, turns out like he basically booty called a woman when I will Which do. Which is d- pretty much like, let's be real. That's his definition of a date. Yeah, and I will do the Jason Manzoukas thing of saying uh, he booty called her when booty calling was uh, calling a landline and, like, the (laughs) other person actually had to be physically there to answer the phone.
1: So uh, he basically tells this woman, this random woman, like, I just want to forget everything else. So let's just, you know, let's go do it. Yeah. (laughs) How romantic. (laughs) So in the season finale... There's this interminable last week on Cheers, which is just like, oh yeah, this is like the pre-DVR era that I yeah. actually remember pretty well. I mean, there were episodes of the X Files that I missed because mom made me like quote unquote engage with my family. And that was what's really that hard. about? That was really hard for me. It's established. I don't know how much time later this is supposed to be,
0: but like it's a esta- week, right? <laughs> because he <laughs> says, "What's his face?" The coach says, "Like, oh, Diane's probably off with Derek. They've been together all week." Oh yeah good point yeah it it's established that Diane's been yes off with Derek all week, and
1: coach c t e is uh <laughs> the one giving us the backstory on that, and Sam's been like hooking up with different women all week, but he's still obsessed with the two the his brother and his secret crush mm-hmm. and uh, Diane shows up to the bar and says that Derek wants to fly her to Paris. But it's obvious that she doesn't want to go. And the reason she doesn't want to go is because she's... Nobody uses this word, but in love with, I guess, Sam?
0: Yeah, or stuck on him, basically.
1: Stuck on you. Like a something, 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 and a blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. A lot of singing (laughs) in this episode. (laughs) And uh, the whole back half of this episode... (laughs) Is, is Di- Diane bananas? <laughs> Diane walking into Sam's office. The two of them having an unpleasant exchange. Her storming out, saying goodbye to everybody in the bar, like goodbye, like I'll never see you again. Goodbye, like she thinks that Derek's gonna whisk her off to Paris and like marry her. Basically, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Which for is, her. it was a different time. Can I just put that up front? <laughs> It was a different time. There, that is not like a. That's not a narrative anymore. Like you've been with a guy for a week and he was you up to Paris and you get married. That's not a thing.
0: So, I also mean, isn't if she it supposed is, to be in grad school? <laughs> I think. I think the the implication of the first episode was that she was she had graduated, and that was like their last session together. And he looked at her and said, I have to "Oh, know. interesting." Okay, so she. She has a master's degree in English. Is that? Correct? I guess so. Yeah, and can't get a job anywhere else.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's a little plausible. Yeah. So, so this whole back half of this episode is just storming into his office, shouting "Madge" or something like that. Storming out, saying oh, "Goodbye, I'll never see you again." All of you bar patrons, and I'm being like initially like "Oh, bye, Dan," and then by the end like Ugh, "Bye, Diane." Like, and Diane, goodbyes are more effective when someone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> And so, maybe three quarters the way through, she admits to him that she likes him better than she likes Derek. And so she doesn't want to go away with Derek. And he's like, okay, so, like, we should start something. And, like, maybe I should kiss you. And then it's, like, a very unpleasant exchange about, like, well, you can't just say
0: we should kiss. Like, that's not romantic. Like, Diane, get a clue, woman. Jesus. I I think this was... And maybe if we had watched more of this season, but like I, you know, I think this exchange was like supposed to be that like she's so sort of like type A and critical about everything that like even when he's trying to be romantic, she like is too wound up and like that sort of sets him off. But like it, it did feel like there were multiple endings you know like yeah it's like the yeah, lord of the Rings, you know, lord Yeah, it was of like Ring. return of the king we're like oh good now they're home and it's like nope we still got uh, frodo's gotta go to the undying land so we have to sit here and <laughs> watch that for a while can you or... go get a popcorn refill <laughs> everything's in slow motion and they're going down the river jumping out um, of bed so then they, so after they've established that they
1: really like each other and they kind of want to kiss each other it actually dev- It devolves into like real u- like real ugliness like yeah,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: he insults her. Not only does he insult her, but he says multiple times that he wants to do physical harm to her. And can we just yeah, reestablish yeah. he's six foot three, a former athlete, and she's like five foot two. Yeah. And, and, and the diameter of a toothpick. I mean, I think, again. It's very uncomfortable. It
0: is uncomfortable. I again, I think I'm going to say something terrible but like it was a different like <laughs> it, was,
1: it was a different time we didn't men didn't hit women in 1982 no I mean
0: they definitely did <laughs> <laughs> but I think the norms around like how to handle these kinds of relationships it, maybe I mean I it was evolved yes it's evolved
1: because he says like I wanna bounce you off every wall. And it's not in like a super sexy way, because you can kind of almost imagine that being like very explicit, like I wanna bounce you off every wall in this room. <laughs> That's like, what I was hoping it was, but it's it definitely not. wasn't. That. It is he wants to violently throw her against every wall in the room. Yeah. And he wants to punch her in the face. He says that too. Yeah. And as they are like escalating more and more about like, you know, you're stupid and you're ugly or whatever. And, like, that's the moment where he says, are you as turned on as I am right now? And she says, more. And then they start making out. And they cut cut to black. Yeah, cut to black. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, it was May. We'll see you in September. Yeah. Jerks.
0: (laughs) I was almost going to say executive producer Dick Wolf because that's what happens every (laughs) time something cuts (laughs) to black. So, like. Yeah. I mean, can I just say.
1: Sam and Diane is like the is like the template for so many TV shows. Yeah, and for my sure. reaction to seeing this last episode, not the first couple episodes where I was like, "Oh, they definitely have chemistry." My reaction to them finally getting together was like, "Ooh, this is not good.
0: They don't last. <laughs> this cannot show.
1: last. This is not a positive thing."
0: They don't last in the show. She leaves to become a writer and becomes a very successful writer um they have she does she
1: write a memoir about her time in the
0: bar that would have been good i don't think that's the case though um but she also dates like she dates fraser like she dates oh god save america what (laughs) oh yeah she dates fraser (gasps) um she they both date and i think are engaged to other people along the way and then They reunite. I I read this. I haven't seen it. They reunite (laughs) in the series finale, but decide ultimately to not get married because they're too different. They don't belong together. Which I actually think that's that's kind of depressing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is that I think what I had said before about Sam and Diane, and also Cheers, sort of seeping into the consciousness of modern pop culture and modern sitcoms, and will they, won't they, couples? you know now there are a lot of couples that fit this bill to a certain degree maybe not as like physically violent towards each other but like (laughs) fit this bill of like we have like we have kind of a contentious relationship but there's also some attraction there and then how long can we you know hide our feelings from one another and i'm hiding (laughs) my feelings for myself this really
1: kind of it 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 gives the lie to the thing that people say of like oh if you have will they won't they then once it happens like the show's over nobody likes it anymore like Cheers ran for eleven
0: seasons yeah I mean some people said that once they got together it wasn't as good which I've also heard of other so it shows. was good
1: for one season and then bad for ten seasons like that doesn't
0: that's not possible no because she leaves the show at some point so like there's... But once it but they did get together at the end of season one right yeah. I mean that's what we just watched yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's everybody feels differently about that. But what I was going to say before is that this, you know, the fact that they don't end up together is kind of an interesting thing because that's not usually what you see now. Usually what you see now is the couple that is the will-they-won't-they couple eventually does get together.
1: Well, I think it would have been interesting if at the end of, I mean, literally 11 years later... If they had sort of been like, well, you know, when the show started, when, when we met each other or whatever, you know, we were in our early 30s. I'm guesstimating, right? Yeah. Early 30s. And now we're in our mid 40s. And like, we've mellowed a little bit. People do mellow. That's true. Like We've mellowed a little bit. And like, D- Ted Danson says, I'm not as withholding. And Shelley Long says, I'm not as type A. And like, I think we can, I can think we, th- we can make this work now. That would have been an interesting way to be like, oh, character development is a thing.
0: Right. That, that that could have What did worked. you want to say before when we were talking about the uh, the muttering? <laughs> oh, I have something to say. <laughs> I'm back on my my bullshit, everyone. So, something that like the, the the common theme of these couple episodes is all these other characters telling the Sam and Diane individually. Look, if you like this person and you think this person likes you, what's the dang problem? Like, what's the holdup? What's going on here? Right. And it just sort of struck me. And, and also he says like, if something was supposed to happen, maybe it would have happened by now. Maybe this is a bad idea at like after he's sort of confessed a little bit how he feels. And I I had a moment where I was like, you know, you said that they're in their early thirties, right? I think she's supposed to be younger. I think she's supposed to be in her twenties, but Oh, that's... Yeah, I am really, was really going more off Ted Danson's Ted Danson's supposed to be in his 30s. Okay, I am now a 30-year-old woman, and we're coming up on your 34th birthday. And this Have... is the 34th episode of this podcast. Aw, look at that. That mm-hmm. works out. I would like to think... Now, I'm not an expert, obviously, <laughs> in love, but I'd like to think that by the time you're in your 30s, aren't you a little bit done with... Like, just having feelings for someone and not saying anything, seeing them every single day and not seeing, not saying anything about it, but not only not saying anything about it, but doing the games and, like, the I'm gonna, like, mutter under my breath and then, like, tell you that you're crazy that I would have said anything. You know what I mean? Like... I I think I don't mind the flirtation so much like when he comes up to her and he's like hey baby how about like you join me in the back room I mean like that's a little gross in the context of like a work environment (laughs) yeah Um, it's not great (laughs) but like these moments and I understand it's a television show but I also like I feel cheers this film before a live studio audience (laughs) but I I feel this way about some other shows too where it's like you know Sam and Diane, in particular, have no other impediments, right? I'm thinking about... No, a- they don't. <laughs> I'm thinking about other shows where they have a will-they-won't-they. They. In fact, a Michael Schur show where they have a will-they-won't-they they with uh, Pam and Jim at the beginning, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, that went on forever, didn't it? That went on for, you know, almost... Yeah, it went on for three seasons. and But a lot of that was because Pam was full-on engaged to someone else. Yep. This is so. When somebody says, although as Michael Scott said, wow, Michael sure loves to name
1: characters Michael.
0: Yeah. Oh, engaged ain't married. Engaged ain't married. Engaged ain't married. But. When somebody says to Jim, right? When Michael says to Jim, like, well, what's the problem? He can legitimately say she's engaged to someone else. People are like, hey, Sam, what's the problem? And he's like, I don't know. Leave me alone. And Shelly Shelly (laughs) Long. Feelings are hard. uh, And that lady is annoying me. And Shelly Long is like, well, I just, he's so withholding. I wish he would just say something. And I'm like, well you know, you can maybe I'm putting a 2018 spin on 1982, but like, you can also say something. And now you find yourself in 82. <laughs> like, she keeps coming back to the, like, back into the back room. She does this like three or four times. Uh, it's a it's hundred times. <laughs> to get him to say something where, when all she yeah, has she, to she, do. What she
1: does is she went, she goes and gets a a chalkboard and i'm i'm like cringing even thinking yeah. about this she, she gets a chalkboard and she runs her nails across the chalkboard to to torture him into
0: admitting to that, coerce him and <laughs> in saying into saying i want to be with you, <sighs> spend time with you instead of just i mean but this is i mean and maybe this is sort of the evolution of like where we are now and how i feel <laughs> about the world and my own relationships but like girl if you have to work that hard like either say what you want to say and let it be, or drop it, right? If if your deal is that this guy is so withholding, I mean, and that's I'm sure that's to a degree why they don't end up working out, right? Because fundamentally, these people are a mismatch. But I think the thing that I noticed while I was watching it was just like you know, I'm I am now around the age that Sam is supposed to be, and uh, the, I think you're a little younger, yeah. But the way he's behaving is just so. Like, look, I will be the first one, and I have already said it. I think he's got a lot of charisma. I think he, the way he leans he's in a doorway, we- I
1: think that thi- I think I think I texted you was Ted Danson is weaponized charisma. He is.
0: He is weaponized charisma. I like the way he leans in a doorway. Is all I'm <laughs> saying. He's he he is just sort of. He's got a lot of. And you can tell, like, this is a this is a guy, if you're thinking about Sam as a real person, like, this is a guy who has never had to work that hard for a woman's attention. Yeah, he literally says at one point that playing hard to get means he has to sit through dinner, which right. is like,
1: oh boy, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Isn't this the AIDS era? Oh, God. <laughs> That's but, not even. Like, but like, really, I mean, there was a time in our history where just casual sex was... Like a laugh line and such, not a big deal. And then AIDS happened, and I think eighty two was like, like sort of the height of the AIDS crisis. God, you're right. You know, there was a surprisingly, um, sort of progressive moment in one of these episodes. Yes, I think and it the was pilot. the second. Was it the pilot or yeah. the second episode?
0: I think it was. I think it was. I think the it was pi- the
1: second episode. Okay. Well, one of those where two. a guy comes in, basically depressed because his son, who is. A, a white man has brought home a black male fiance, which I, I was even like, fiance, they did not have gay marriage <laughs> 36 years ago no. of that much. I am sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the general consensus about everyone is like, yeah, you know, you gotta like love your son and accept him or you're going to lose him. And I was like, Oh, well,
0: okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was going to go in a way different direction, but they yeah, pulled there it was out.
1: Not a single homophobic joke to be made. It was pretty great actually. Yeah. But <laughs> Pretty sure the AIDS crisis was in full swing. Yeah, so... Let's- <laughs> so the fact that Sam is nailing anything that moves is, like, a little bit like, oh, that's, that's interesting,
0: right? My train of thought is essentially just, like, just... I mean, I know this doesn't make for... Nut up or shut up? (laughs) Yes, thank you. Like, I I, I know this doesn't make for dramatic tension, but I just think... This is why we have not been hired as television writers yet. But I think there's a way to do it, and other shows do it. And even this show, to a degree, I think, you know, if you dial it down a little bit, or you you put it on, like, a low simmer, instead of her, like, barging into his office a hundred times in a row to try and get him to say something, it's like... Give him a chance to say something. Yeah, what if Ted Zanson's tack was like, my brother
1: can give her such a better life than I could give her. Right. He's like, wealthy. He's he's successful, and I am sort of like a dry drunk in a bar, and, and that I work seven days a week. And like, she would be happier if she if she had the kind of life that she imagined. And so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Like that's a relatable interesting barrier yeah. to put up between them but right. instead it's just sort of this shallow like well i'm not gonna say that i like you and like it is called out in the show somewhat because carla's always the one who's like making fun of sam for acting like a high schooler yeah i i, I did but love it's, that but it's but the show is still like leaning really hard on these adolescent tropes
0: Right. I mean and that's and I've seen that in other shows. Uh I don't know if you remember this gem from the early 90s. Um but Brotherly Love? Uh is that the one with Goo? No, no, no. That's my brother <laughs> and me. <laughs> Dang it. Bro- Brotherly Love is with um the Lawrence brothers. No, I do not remember that. Oh oh oh, and oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. I I have some memory of you watching it, but yeah, I didn't really, was there an auto repair shop involved? Yes,
0: there was. And it's in Philadelphia. So I was like, Oh, it's a Philly show. And also, um, you know, not that I was ever attracted to Joey Lawrence, because let's be clear, (laughs) definitely not. But there was also a will they, won't they on that show. And there was the, the woman who worked at the auto repair shop had a much wealthier, more sophisticated boyfriend, and Joey Lawrence, who liked this woman and she kind of liked him back, like they had the Sam and Diane banter. They really messed with each other a lot and they insulted each other a lot. Many people called Brotherly Love the cheers of the 90s. <laughs> this is, they also had three sets. Most of it was the auto shop. But, you know, that resolved itself because well she obviously she doesn't end up marrying this guy but part of the reason she doesn't is because she's very artistic and the guy and joey really appreciates that about her and he make she makes something handmade for this guy and he kind of like craps on it right and just says like oh i you know this isn't really that good quality and it's not my style and whatever and you can see how, in that scenario, Joey's, like, looking at this guy and going, he can give her exactly what you said about what you were sort of thinking about for Cheers. Like, he can give her a better life than I could give her, but he doesn't appreciate her the way that I appreciate her. And so, there, like you said, I think there is a way to kind of have more, like, nuance, even in a show that's 22 minutes long or whatever. But my... I think my main thing, man, is I'm just like, just say what you want to say. And because I think there is also drama in that. Like there is drama in saying... What you want to say, and waiting for that other person's response, and like the one time I did actually laugh out loud in the finale is when he tries to usher her out, and he opens the <laughs> door, and everyone is pressed up to the door, waiting for like what's yeah, like happening. they're packed
1: into a phone booth. That's really and funny. like somebody this show like did a <laughs> lot of good physical comedy,
0: and somebody's got like a glass up to their ear, like <laughs> yes. trying to listen in. So like that's really funny, but I just feel like. Th- They have good chemistry when it's normal. And then as things escalated, I was like, I'm exhausted by this. Yes. You know, it's funny. I found one of the things that
1: that I found sort of remarkable as I watched the show was sort of how slow the pace was. Yeah, for sure. Like things just happened slower and there were jokes that the setup was like a full minute or a full 2 minutes and stuff that nowadays would be dispatched in 15 seconds and yeah. you think about the good pl- i mean the good place is actually a really good example because the good place gallops through plot like yeah. you know like it's going out of style yeah cheers was was very sort of methodical and took its time and sort of stately almost had in its pace had cold
0: opens that had nothing to do with the rest of the episode yes. and were just like sight gags and then that was it
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I I think part of the issue here is that, like, the whole back half of that season closer is sort of this very slow motion, like, coming to terms of the two of them, you know, deciding that they are going to make out, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think it's sort of... It's funny. I don't know how to explain this. Each episode is sort of slow paced. But also I think that the difference back then was that they could not assume anyone had seen any of the other episodes. Like oh, nowadays, nowadays, I mean, the good place is not going to catch you up on every single thing that has happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they sometimes do a really quick hit of like, here's like the major keywords that you need to be on the lookout for. <laughs> like medium place, mini St. Okay, go like, yeah, but there's an incredible amount of myth arc that you have to know for the good place and they just assume that you know it. And they assume that you know it because if you missed it when it was on NBC, then you can go to nbc.com or you can DVR it or this that the other read thing read one
0: of the million uh recaps of it on
1: vulture Precisely. or AV club
0: or yeah. Right, we like let us not forget that that
1: like recaps of TV shows were like not a thing until like basically uh television without pity yeah. in the 90s. So I, I think it, it she sort of suffers in this in this regard because I think you could have had this really interesting arc over many episodes where Diane starts seeing his brother and it gets more serious and it's sort yeah. of a bone of contention between them, but he's trying not to let it show and she's sort of trying to tiptoe around him and he's sort of like, well, I know she wants marriage and kids and, and that's not what I want, so I'm going to let her go. And she's sort of pining in her heart, but... He's not giving her anything. So she's like, well, I better grab what I've got and, and, maybe you know, and she's being practical and yeah, right. Exactly. And, and so over the course of maybe eight episodes or something, remember it's a 22 episode season, right? Yeah. Eight episodes is still a small portion of it. But the course of like eight episodes, it's like a plot point and it, come, it keeps coming back and back and back. And then in this, in the two, se- or maybe you only need one season finale, you know, not a two parter, but whatever, but it all comes to a head and, and, and everything that has happened sort of, gets explained almost like, you know, the season one finale of the good place, like all this stuff that has built up all gets explained, which would have been to my mind, like such a more interesting and satisfying thing. But you have this problem of like, they could never assume that anybody had seen any
0: other episode of this show because if you missed it, you just missed it, man. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think to your point too, like make Derek a worse guy or, like, <laughs> or something where, like, give him, you know, we have, he's introduced in the first part of the season finale, and everybody loves him. And, oh, he got Norm a job, and he's teaching coach Spanish. And then, in the second episode... i going to
1: learn anything with that TBI.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. But in the second episode, it turns out the place where Norm got the job is, like, I mean, this is glossed over within, like, 30 seconds. But the place where Norm got the job is like a dishonest company where they help people cheat on their taxes. I'm not convinced of that. He he says he got fired
1: for taking too long a lunch. So I'm thinking oh, he okay. could have easily been slandering the company because he was just embarrassed that he got fired. Oh, okay.
0: Cause I was going to say like, wouldn't it have been interesting if the real reason why Sam didn't like his brother was because his brother was all talk and no action or Or his brother seemed really nice at the outset, but really would like, you know, stab you in the back if he he got the chance or he wasn't an honest person, right? Because that's another thing where you can look at Sam and for all the, you know, times where he's not that honest, if one of the character traits that they've built up for him is that he isn't... uh, that a straight he, shooter. He's a straight shooter. He talks to people at the bar about their problems. He's open about his own alcoholism. He's open about his divorce. He's, you know, he is open with, you know, Rhea Perlman about, like, her anger issues, right, in one episode <laughs> that I watched. Like, it's... It's. As, I think you can say about him that he's an honest guy, right? So even if it's a situation where his brother looks, except when he's gaslighting Diane. It, well, but that's what I mean is that he's a straight shooter up until this point, and then you're like, this doesn't feel like Sam because he's gaslighting her. But if it were the if it were the dichotomy of Sam is a real straight shooter, he just has kind of. But this is the one area where he has trouble talking about his feelings versus a guy, you know, she says, like, oh, Derek's offering me a commitment. My, in my head, I'm going, you've known him for a week. He's not so, It was a
1: different time.
0: <laughs> right, but he's not, like, he's offering you a commitment because he's offering you a trip to Paris? Okay, sure. Um, But, like, what if the reality was that, like, Sam knew the whole time? It's not necessarily just that, oh, I don't like you two together, but I don't want you to be with him. Maybe she says, you don't want me to be with him because... You're jealous, but what he really means is, I don't want you to be with him because I know how he treats women, and I, I know how he treats other people in his life. And he's not. He an doesn't honest really guy. have a leg to stand
1: on with the how you treat women theme.
0: That's I'm spitballing here. I'm I'm if we're gonna if we're gonna revive <laughs> cheers, cheers, from the beginning. Yes, <laughs> listen. If we're gonna stage a, a modern retelling of Cheers, by the way, it was <laughs> basically how I met your mother because they spent all their time in a bar. Um. There is actually an episode of How I Met Your Mother where um, they have a, a nickname for Barney's character and that he doesn't like, but everybody uses anyway for the whole episode. And when he comes into the bar, they all yell it at once like they do for Norm. As you said, it has seeped into a lot of popular culture. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, right. We the, the, the relationship between Sam and Diane, as like iconic as it is feels like it could have been handled so much better. Yeah. I mean, wait, you, you have this amazing starting point of these two actors who have this, like, total spark between them. Yeah, they Just undeniable do. chemistry. And you could kind of, like, build a castle out of that. And instead, they kind of build, like, a radio shack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think another show that does the will-they-won't-they they really well... I don't know how much... I don't think you really ever got into the show, but New Girl... No, Mm -mm. which I love and they have a will they won't they they have like an on and off relationship with um, Jess and Nick who I of course love because I love every like crotchety but Nick also like Sam works at a bar doesn't like talking about his feelings. He's a very, now that I think about it, like a very Sam Malone character, except he's not as uh, charming. He's like very awkward and cranky. Maybe this is a decent time to talk about the fact that like a lot of the Sam and Diane, uh, the
1: unspoken thing between them is actually like a class divide. Mm. Like she is, now I don't know about economically, right? We're talking about like socially, social class. She is upper middle class, right? She has a, graduate degree in something useless (laughs) and so that's a that's a mark of the upper middle class if ever i ever i saw one and he is a blue collar essentially a blue collar worker right i mean he owns a bar works the bar he was a pitcher i mean these are not again economically it may be that he's much more sort of comfortable than she is but it's a it's like a clash of social classes where she has she's very highfalutin you know she loves Mozart she wants them all to listen to opera that was a that was a bit that went on a long time uh
0: by the way um speaking of <laughs> somebody who one time had to sit through one of the Wagner <laughs> ring cycles no thank you no <laughs> thank you it's I a was... really interesting
1: and I put interesting in um scare quotes I guess it's a really interesting like thing that you think that this is the... You think this is the opera that people should get into? Like, no, there's no. a lot more accessible
0: operas oh, out there. Oh my god, it is so long. When I first moved to New York, aside, this is a little tangent, when I first moved to New York, I was working with a guy whose wife had opera tickets and she couldn't go. So, I went with, like, some rando friends of theirs and because they gave me their ticket. And... I was like, wow. I mean, I was very, very new to New York, and I was like, so sort of starstruck by the Metropolitan Opera, and it's a gorgeous, obviously a gorgeous complex, gorgeous building. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Did you kiss somebody at the Met Ball? I yeah, unfortunately, it's a different. That's the no, Metropolitan. Who does Museum Tahani?
1: Work. No, who? Oh, that that's the Met. Oh, who does Tahani claim to have snogged at Ryan the Met Gosling. Ball? Ryan Gosling.
0: Oh yeah, um, Metropolitan Opera is different than. the the met ball but you know i was just completely starstruck and i was like wow this is amazing i can't believe i'm at the opera like i'm such a new yorker right whatever and then i had to sit through a five (laughs) hour and it was one of them it was five hours long and it was in german i was like i don't know what the and it was the valkyrie so like at least i had the the um but at least I had the Bugs Bunny episode to like guide me through that portion of it. But it was five hours long. And then I had work the next day. Like, the fact that she is being like oh the all of the wagner ring cycle like that the whole thing is on tv and like you'll all be mesmerized by it i was like lady mesmerized mm- for the next 40 hours yeah basically i was like what with commercials do-? cut me a yeah, break no thanks so diane also I ha- nazis <laughs> yeah also that the the pan-germanic anti-semitism yeah no thanks diane so just speaking for everybody else in the bar <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah, that
1: gag went on for a long time, but but yeah. so she is like high culture, highfalutin, you know, overeducated, uses five dollar words, that kind of thing, and he is yeah. like salt of the earth, you know, rangy kind of. Oh, I'm just a I'm just a dude kind of thing, and and that's sort of their that's the other axis on which they clash, other than personality. Yeah and that's sort of interesting and again that that could have played into this sort of like longer game of like he doesn't think they're a good match because of this social class thing which is like a more surmountable problem than you know her being kind of an uptight pain in the butt yeah, and, I mean, and him being a withholding jerk
0: yeah a withholding mean, gaslighting jerk oh my gosh yeah i mean i think that would have been an interesting and i don't again because i haven't seen the rest of the show this might happen later on but you know for her to because she sort of laughed at having a job at the bar in the first episode for her to spend some of the some of the season really struggling with the fact that she has other aspirations besides working at this bar and maybe going out with this international lawyer who has his own jet and he's got a place at Martha's Vineyard, but also he can, you know, open doors for her professionally or, you know, she's got other aspirations besides working at this bar. I think that also would have been something that would have been an interesting point of contention other yeah, than... Yeah, and that's, and
1: that's so gorgeously rendered in my mind, but I think the sticking point, and I don't mean this to sound as terrible as it's going to be, but I think the sticking point is that we think of Diane as a human being, and I'm not sure that this show does. Mm. Like, she's very caricatured. She's very difficult to sort of appreciate as a person on this show. Like, she's always wound up. She's always, like, and and, and Carla, like, flat does not like her. It seems like a lot of people sort of tolerate her more than they like her. And it's fine for somebody to be difficult, but, you know, if someone is difficult and, and, and the other characters around the person don't like that person, and we're not talking about someone who is, like, evil or something we're talking about someone who is just who is you know th- their morality is good it's just that they are a difficult person
0: high maintenance yeah
1: yeah what you need is like the facets of that person that are like actually so wonderful but that don't get seen by the people around them like yeah she's kind of high maintenance. she's kind of a pain but like she's so incredibly loyal and she can't come into work because she's like babysitting for like a single mom friend. Maybe that's even Carla or something. Right. And she kind of wins, wins these people over, you know, for her to really be a human being, she yeah. needs aspects of her that we fall in love with.
0: Well, it's like, um, and I don't think she has those. It's like, uh, Sally Albright from when Harry met Sally, right? She's introduced. Oh, yeah. She's introduced as this, very high strung very high maintenance very like i want it how i want it and you know sort of two uh billy crystals like very laid back i never believe him as a college student in that movie but very <laughs> Does, very yeah he well, is like he's 45 he's but a, well he is 45 but that's what i mean is that they you know but um you know she's very uptight he's very laid back And at the beginning, you're kind of like, ugh, you know, she's kind of insufferable because she is a little bit insufferable. And he's a pig. And he is a pig. And But then as the movie goes on, you get to see her vulnerability. You get to see her kindness. You get to see uh, her relationship with her friends. You get to see, you know, that she had aspirations for this relationship and she wanted kids. And like, you get to... not. I mean, not that that... Oh, you that know. scene
1: where she talks about seeing the family on the street. Is I like mean, it such gets a... me
0: every single time I watch that movie. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's—but that's the kind of thing where you have a character who, and, you know, by the way, she doesn't lose her high maintenance stuff because he no. says to mm-hmm. her when they're on the phone, you're the worst kind. You are high maintenance, but you think you're low maintenance. And he goes through how she like orders a sandwich. And, and in the little just, clip
1: of, of them at the end, she talks about how their wedding cake yeah. had, like, the sauce on the side.
0: Yes, because, the you know, otherwise it would seep into the coconut and that's it gets soggy and people wouldn't like Who that. Who puts coconut on their wedding cake? I don't know. I like coconut. But... Ugh! <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the one thing we disagree on. So she doesn't lose her high-maintenance stuff, but it becomes an adorable quirk because by the end when Billy Crystal runs up to the building and says, you know, when she's at the at the party for New Year's, he says, I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get cold when it's 72 degrees out. I love these things about you because I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you because also, like, I love when we spend the day together and I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. Like, it's, you have, you have watched them progress as people together and you have seen her... Be kind and considerate and gracious and funny, and you know, and in some some cases, also like very stern with him and like very, um, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, like when he has a breakdown in in,
1: uh, Carrie Fisher's apartment. Oh,
0: Carrie Fisher, but like
1: RIP, rest in power, Carrie Fisher, yes,
0: forever. So, like, we get to see all these different facets of her personality and that's a movie it's what it's like 90 minutes maybe maybe two hours
1: yeah when you have a tv show where you have half an hour every week for 22 weeks that's 11 hours that you have to like reveal that this person who in the pilot episode seems like such a stick in the mud and such a snob actually has, and like it's possible that there was a whole like bunch of middle episodes where we sort of got all that, but I really doubt it. I doubt because... it too,
0: because you know when because I think if if that had been the case, what we would have heard from Sam when Carla says, "Why are you stuck on her? Why do you love like oh, her totally. so much?" Oh, totally.
1: Yes, good call.
0: I was waiting for her him to say, you know, I know she seems this way. But if you. But like there was a stray kitten, like outside the bar, and she took it home and nursed it back to health, like something! Or that, yeah, or like, you know, I was having an issue and she really helped me through it, or I, you know, like just something where even if. And, you know, I think as characters, like they were sort of capable of having that kind of, of chemistry that only the two of them understood because there was, and I texted you about this. There was a moment in the pilot where I was like, okay, I understand why these two have chemistry. I understand why this show is so iconic and why this relationship is so iconic because there's a moment in the pilot where she is, you know, basically where her mansplaining fiance says says like, Oh, yeah says like oh honey i've just gotta i've just gotta go back and uh, you know or or it's some it's at some point where she's getting bad news from the fiance that he can't make it or he's still at his ex wife's or whatever and the two of them sam and diane share a look where he basically catches her eye and she catches his eye, and she has a moment of like, please don't say it, and like, but yes. this is all visual. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's, and he just has a moment where he's like, you know, you know what I'm gonna say, but like, I'm not gonna say it. And they, but it's all that one. I know all like, it's, it's all the all acting. It's all the acting. It's all the the facial expressions and the way that they relate to one another. So I believe that there could be moments throughout, or there could have been moments throughout the rest of the. Episodes where they have moments that they share that other people maybe aren't privy to or don't understand the gravity of. But in that, if that's the case, I want a better answer from Sam about why he's so stuck on her other than, I don't know, she drives me nuts. Because, like, I get that that's kind of a funny thing, but it's not it doesn't make for like a foundation of a good relationship.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and so yeah, it, just, it doesn't work ultimately, but right. but it could have been it could have had so much more depth to it. And like I think we do I think the show does see Sam as human. Yeah. I think that he has this real like horn dog, you know, glib side to him. And also, you know he he does this tremendous act of kindness in the first episode where he offers Diana a job. Now, you can say like he has ul- -ulterior motives there, um and that's probably correct, but he does sort of give her throw her a life preserver in this very dark hour, and we sort of see him kind of just being the calm axis around which all of the bar life sort of rotates, yeah. Or revolves or whatever. I'm I'm trying to think of, you know. I only the last two episodes are sort of a bad example because he's in such a mood the whole time. So I'm I'm sort of struggling to remember in the first two episodes sort of more examples of him be, having a little more depth to him. Yeah.
0: So there's an episode. I don't. I it might be the third or fourth episode where Carla, basically a guy, a guy. A a bar patron comes in, who's not a regular, who's actually from New York, and he starts insulting Uh the Red Sox, and then he starts insulting Sam personally, because, oh, you were drunk, and you ruined your career, and da-da-da, and Sam takes it all in stride, and Carla wigs out and, like, punches this guy in the face, (laughs) and the guy... Which I thought was great. And the guy basically says, like, I'm going to sue you, blah, blah, blah. And Sam's like, come on, don't do that. And the guy says, listen, if you fire her, then I'll, I'll drop everything. And what the rest of the episode is, is this kind of, like, real exploration. Not exploration, but, like, you know, getting into Carla's sort of anger issues and, um Sam basically she's like oh you're not gonna fire me right and he's like but you know this is a serious thing like I could lose the bar and he says listen I'm your friend I think you should go um Diane recommends a counselor and Sam really convinces Carla to go and is like I really think you should see this counselor and she does and it works so like yeah so you know now you could argue, I guess, in that case that like Diane recommended the guy, but it's really Sam who brings her around, you know, cause she's like, oh, Sam, I was defending you. And to your point that he's like the calm axis, he says, listen, I played major league baseball. You don't think I'm used to getting heckled? Like, you know, I can take care of myself. I don't need you to do this for me. What I need you to do is get your anger under control because that affects your life. And she does because he talks to her about it. So like you're right, I think that this show affords Sam the depth that it does not afford, arguably anybody else. Like Norm is a caricature. oh yeah, no, that's
1: a that's a that's a really fair point. That this show is very broadly written. Yeah, and pretty much Ted Danson's character, and like I guess major props to Ted Danson for being a fantastic actor. Not that we need, like, needed to say that explicitly, but yeah. it's true yeah ted danson is the only one who kind of has shades to him
0: yeah at like,
1: least that we see
0: like norm is just he's a straight-up alcoholic right he's just a functional alcoholic he's not only a functional alcoholic but he's he's a functional alcoholic who's actively
1: trying to avoid any engagement with his family which yeah. is deeply
0: depressing yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, when you look back at the show, you're like, oh, this I thought this was, like, some charming guy who came to the bar. No, he just, he comes in directly from work and sits there until closing. and Which is, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I, I don't know. He does, like, at some point he says, you know, if Vera ever
1: left me, I don't know what I would do first. <laughs> As if, like, I'd love for my wife to leave me. And he just, it paints this incredibly beautiful bleak portrait of his home life like he's just out drinking every night and his poor wife is probably just like crying herself to sleep with like trying to raise the children on her own like and he's unemployed like how do you go out drinking all day when you're unemployed at least if you have a job you have an excuse That's,
0: that's a great question i don't know but yeah, we Sam, have to feed our
1: children norm oh, i gotta go down to cheers like other guys yeah, are like, really oh, worrying vibe. about me like oh my god
0: so that's like you know uh, the other characters are are very as you were saying broadly written and so yeah they're they're mostly one-dimensional but the problem is that if you're going to put that much emphasis on sam's relationship with diane diane which there's an incredible amount
1: of emphasis right like i didn't realize how much the show was written around it
0: i didn't either until watching these episodes and going like oh they really went for it but if that's the case like I was saying Diane has to be better rendered than she is she can't just be a caricature because if you're gonna hang if you're gonna hang the hat of the whole show on these two characters it's a testament to Shelley Long that they have the chemistry that they do but the fact that she's she just remains sort of one dimensionally insufferable for the whole season doesn't really do much for her. So that's cheers. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you want to go.
1: We have some, we have not decided on anything for the next episode, but we have to decide pretty quickly. So I put that on the Twitter feed. Um, some things that I am curious about uh becker did you check the
0: brooklyn public library for becker dvds no because i've had a very busy few days but i'll well see if I can get on that okay well uh, um
1: that's impossible it's a show that's impossible to get your hands on but it, it may be that the brooklyn public library <laughs> is that, has it's on not DVD. streaming
0: anywhere it's not no. on google play
1: no it is not okay <laughs> it's not possible to find it um, there is a like made-for-TV movie that he did with his wife, Mary, Mary uh, Steenburgen, that I desperately want to see. And again, it is in- impossible to find anywhere. So absent a miracle, I don't think that one's happening. But uh, we may do Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, we may do Bored to Death. Bored to Death is streaming free on Amazon Prime. So uh, I can get to that. So yeah, we may do Curb Your Enthusiasm, we may do Bored to Death. Um, I would love to do the Ted Danson-Whoopi Goldberg vehicle uh, Made in America, <laughs> where Whoopi Goldberg finds out that Ted Danson was the anonymous sperm donor that led to the, the birth of her beautiful daughter. Oh my god. It looks Amazing. I watched the trailer and I was like, I am a hundred percent. I'm a thousand. Will Smith is also in it. What? Can I,
0: can that get you to get on board with me? Will I'm, Smith is also in it. I was on board when you said Whoopi Goldberg. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. I think they were actually, I think Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were like briefly were. a real
1: life couple. Yeah, they were. Uh, and then um, the whole month is not going to be given over to Ted Danson because we will do an episode about Incredibles 2. Woo! So some combination of the things I just said, definitely Incredibles 2, maybe Bored to Death, maybe Curb Your Enthusiasm, maybe Made in America, maybe Becker, if you can get it from the library. If anybody can illegally hack me a copy (laughs) of uh, this made-for-TV movie he did with his wife, I would be forever grateful. (laughs) Uh, That's what we're thinking about, right? There's no. I I don't want to do Three Men and a Baby. I've seen that movie. I don't find it particularly compelling. Okay. So that was that was the only other one that I think pi- people might talk about. Is that
0: uh that's all I've got. Yeah. You got anything else? No, I mean I think I just... Ted Danson also has great hair. He's got great hair. <laughs> it must be said.
1: He has great hair in cheers, he's got great hair in the good place. Different kinds of great hair, but great hair.
0: And uh I much more appreciate the episode now the finale where he shows up behind the bar.
1: Yeah, I did I kind of wanted to rewatch that but I didn't want to yeah. open my DVR so I didn't.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean what can I say? I I I've got a thing for Sam Malone, but I <laughs> but like just parts of him not the gaslighting parts of him just the parts of him that like lean in a doorway and say something suggestive
1: <laughs> that's not a bad part no. to have a thing for
0: <laughs> no <laughs> well
1: <sighs> until next time if you go I'll die
0: <laughs> see you later Digna. knock knock knocking on door